If you haven't felt the impacts of the famine yet, just wait. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0. Every week, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Well, hello. You asked for it. You got it. More from Sean Swanson. He's a security instructor and a prepper fiction author. He will be telling you about mental and physical preps for what's coming. He has a PhD level perspective on national and world events, but he breaks it down for regular people like us. He also, in this show, answers Patreon's fantastic questions. Right. And here's what's really cool. And and it's so encouraging when we continue to get questions from fans, from listeners, from acquaintances. What's a good place to move to? We want to get out of our blue state, our blue community. We want to get, you know, get things ready for and just more solidified in a red state. Encourage people to go check out some of our favorite, favorite, best realtors. You can find them at redstate-realtors.com. That's redstate-realtors.com. Encourage you to check out Jared Savick, who is uh, works out of Kalispell, Montana. But don't let that bother you. He and his wife can um, help you in town, out of town, all over Montana. Um, he joined us. He and his lovely wife and family joined us for our recent picnic, uh, Palooza in Missoula, and uh, got to talk to many of you. Another great realtor I encourage you to check out is Lizzie McDaniel at Tennessee at redstate-realtors.com. That's right. A couple administrative announcements. Cue the fanfare. We have our 200th episode today. Yay! 200 episodes. That puts us in the 98th percentile. I made that figure up of podcasts that make it to 200 episodes. And how how can you beat having Sean Swanson on as your guest for your 200th episode? He's a huge crowd pleaser. Everybody loves him. And I, well, Shelby has a fun fact about Sean Swanson right. in how episode do you, numbers. How do you beat having Sean Swanson on your 200th episode? Think back and remember, he was our guest on our 100th episode. We save we save the ones that end in 00, zero for Sean Swanson. Yes, we do. So yeah. we know what we're doing in about a little over a year. Yeah, that's how we keep track of time. Oh, when did we have Sean on? Anyway, there's going to be a link in the show notes. And by the way, we haven't talked about the show notes much. They are on the website, you know, the prepping2-0.com website with all the episodes. There's a lot of good information and links in those show notes, including for this episode, there's going to be a link to the free, that's right, free flashcards from Sean's company, battlelab.us. You're going to want to click on those uh, free. And also there's a link to Sean's fantastic book. I read a manuscript of it and I can attest to its greatness. By the way, the last manuscript of a prepper fiction novel that I read, I ended up marrying the author. So Sean and I are not, we don't roll That's that way. That's not an option this no, time. No, we're not going to do that. But it was Shelby's book last time. There's a link to his book in that. So anyway, lurkers. Lurkers come out of the shadows. What's a lurker? A lurker is a person, and we love them, who listens to the regular show, either on radio or YouTube. Uh, note about YouTube, we got our second strike on YouTube. So Swell. if you listen to this show on YouTube, you might want to have a uh, exit strategy from YouTube because you should really listen to these shows on Rumble if right. a video sort of format, and we just have a, a screenshot up. We don't actually have video. You need to get the video bonus shows as Patreon for that. But... Um, um, highly encourage you to listen to this show on Rumble if that's the kind of format you like. Of course, it's on Apple and iTunes and Spotify and I mean, Podbean. Just, I mean, Podbean. It's on a million things. And so, that link to Rumble, just so folks know, is on our website. If you go to prepping2-0.com, it's down that right-hand column. That's right. So um, anyway, lurkers, you get, you get you know, frozen out of, of right. the good stuff, which is the after show. Um, we, we have outtakes for Patreons. Also the VBSs, the video bonus shows are kind of cool in the latest. And that's for $5 and up Patreon sponsors. Uh, the latest video bonus show, you get to hear about my new job, not full-time volunteer job. It's unpaid. It's Let unpaid. Me and, and, and for good reason, cause I'm not worth it. <laughs> 
I am a football announcer. Yes, that's right. What experience do you have, Glenn? Did you play football? No. Um, I've watched a lot of football, and I feel like how hard can it be? So you get to hear that story. Well, let's get into it. I want to introduce everybody to my good, personal, closest friend, Sean Swanson. He's a former special ops guy, private military contractor, and a genius at analyzing national and international events. He's the author of the fabulous prepper novel, uh, to my son, book one, link in the show notes. By the way, there will be more books coming out in the series. He's the guy behind BattleLab.us, which is a prepping and security training company for regular people. He's an extremely prolific social media poster with tips and motivational items, and of course, pictures of his many cats and his adorable son, Stryker, who I call the Sean Spawn, because Stryker looks exactly like Sean, only Stryker's cute. So, <laughs> Sean's an extremely interesting and informative guy. We're so glad to have him as our 200th guest. Uh, other fun facts about Sean. Yes, there's a bit oh, we're gonna there's keep a going. bit of a bromance going on here. Other things about Sean. He's a character in a great state. He's the character so aptly named Sean, Sean. Swanson. Yeah. And he's a he's a he's an executive protection detail guy in a, a great state. He's also one of the um, colonels in the 299 days series although he's an admiral so a colonel is is a demotion he's not an admiral in real life he, he, given what he thinks about the navy he probably there's only never... one person that's in both our book series and that's it's right. sean, sean swanson exactly now. and sean coined the term which i think is taking off a little bit he termed the coin uh, coined the term the cartelification of america so that's a long introduction but there's a lot to say about sean swanson Welcome, Sean. How's it going, dude? Well, it's great to be back and, and back for your 200th episode. Thanks for having me. Well, great. So Glenn is going to start. Wh what we have is all the Patreon questions, and you're going to start with that, Glenn, right? I'm going to start with a non-Patreon oh, question, okay. um, and then we'll, we, we have so many great Patreon questions. We'll have more than a full show of good material. So my first question is wide open for you, sir. What do you think is the state of America right now? Well, if we take any kind of metric from when I was on your show last to now, I would say that the, the storm isn't offshore, it's crashing ashore, and we're well within, uh, well within Gale's storm now. Uh, we're not going to uh, avoid problems, we have problems. The division is growing. Uh, sadly, our, our, our president is fanning the flames of the division, uh, and it's, it's just... Uh, it's not a good scene, but I'd like to say, do not despair. Um, I have a tremendous amount of respect and belief in your audience and in preppers in general. And I think that we can make a positive difference during hard times. And I think we're all well along. In doing it. Awesome. What do you yeah. think? So, I mean, what are some trends? Um, Talk about the cartelification of America. What are some analogies? You, you, what are some you're common? You're seeing it now. Yeah, you're seeing it now. I mean, you know, I, I've talked before about government, governed and non-governed spaces. And I think we're seeing now in our urban centers that things have become very non-governed. Um, police have not only become hands-off, but you can also see the criminal element now really taking charge of certain city centers. Um, look what's happening with the diaspora from the West Coast to the interior with many people. Look at the diaspora that's happened from New York City to Florida. Um, it's, it's, it's all on display. And I think that if we don't know someone who's been a part of this, um, we're really on the outside. Um, how many folks have made that move and a wise move to get away from the problems that uh, are, are endemic in our culture? Exactly. And um, I'll bring up a reference. I don't expect everyone to necessarily understand this reference just because it's an obscure historical fact. But the Spanish Civil War in the 1930s was a war in which you had basically a socialist revolution in a country and a European country educated. I mean, the economic system wasn't up to par with other European countries, but it was not a third world nation by any means. And then you had counter-revolutionaries, 
um, that are called fascists, although I'm not sure they were fascists. Maybe they were, but um, it, it wasn't it wasn't Hitler material. It was basically people that opposed socialists. And you had the socialists when they gained power using the state and the government to crack down on their enemies and they created martyrs. And then the the right side, I'll call in the sense of being right wing side, um, reacted and uh, you ended up with a civil war that was really bloody and awful and, and cost a lot of people their lives. And Spain has never really been the same since then. So with that very brief overview for the audience, what are some uh, you know similarities and differences you see between the Spanish Civil War in the 30s and what might be heading our way? I see it. Honestly, we need to break it down on two levels. There's a macro and a micro that's going on, and I'll probably refer to that again. Um, we need to take different perspectives when we're looking at history and we're looking at events that are current. Um, on the micro, um, which I'm going to say domestic United States, we see the divisions that um, that are fomenting, and, and honestly, there's there's no one fence sitting anymore. When you have your government uh, bear rating and labeling and threat tagging half the population as uh, militia violent extremists, domestic violent extremists, or or extremists in general, that's a huge problem, and so. You can be an extremist if you're a PTA member and our NRA member now, or even a Libertarian Party member. Hmm. Um, we've 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 crossed the we've crossed and broached a, a line that uh, we just keep adding people to the pile of what Hillary Clinton called deplorables. It's it's horrible. So on a macro level, we, we see a, a tremendous amount of what I would call, from a military term, pseudo speediation. And, and when you when you have pseudo speciation, you have one side dehumanizing the other side, and that's what sadly the progressives are very involved in on a governmental level now, is taking the mechanics of government, the organizations inside of government, and pointing them like a gun towards part of the population, and pseudo speciating that part of the population to become criminal or extremist or actionable you don't you don't assign those terms to people without having a plan and a very motivated plan to act on them to influence them to create a, a system or capture system for what's going on it's all about behavior in the end and part of that behavior is how we label things and we've got to watch how this continues to evolve um, this isn't something that's not going to touch you know, just a few lives. This this is going to touch everyone's lives. This just keeps cascading forward. On on a on a macro level, you mentioned the the, the Spanish uh, the Spanish Civil War, and in, in this sense, we see our nation as part of many nations decoupling from each other as a community worldwide, and the impacts from that are going to be violence, war, and famine. And if you haven't felt the, the impacts of the famine yet, just wait. The, 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 dis, the disruptions in the supply lines, the disruption in agriculture that's going on, all of these things are, are uh, going to have a heavy cost for, for folks here in the United States, the world at large. And it's going to cause a lot of violence. Um, this time next year, um, I hope to be back on another one of your podcasts. Of course. To talk about it. But I bet you, one hundred percent, we're gonna we're gonna see some some real upticks in violence, in in starvation, and in, in uh, I, I see it coming like a like a like a runaway train. To to validate what you were saying about the left um, uh, dehumanizing the right and talking in terms of enemies and everything, two days ago, the so-called president of the United States said that. Trump supporters were, quote, semi-fascist, end quote. If that isn't a vilification, because everybody agrees that Nazis and fascists are bad people. I don't know anyone who sticks up, you know, for them. So when you say that 80 million voters, wow, that's actually Biden's so-called uh, tally, 74 million voters in this country 
uh, over half the country are semi-fascist. You know, the next question is, and liberals are terrible at this. Liberals never say, and then what? And I'm stealing this from Dan Bongino, who says, well, who stole it from Thomas Sowell, who says that liberals never ask that next question. You know, we, we should uh, feed kids. And then what? And who pays for it? And all of that. So liberals, the left, Biden in particular, I would ask this question. If you're going to call over half of Americans semi-fascist, what are you going to do about it? And that's what I think you're hitting on, Sean. The, the obvious answer is you can't let semi-fascists roam free in a country because that would be letting bad people roam free. You've got to do something about it. And the do something about it part is what's scary. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I mean, for instance, I mean, you know, you've, you, one of your guests on one of your earlier shows, Mike Glover, is coming to light um, from a Veritas report, and, and he has been labeled an MVEDVE, and he's a completely centrist individual. He's not, he, he doesn't play to one side of politics or the other, and we're seeing him now lumped in to the pseudo-speciation that's going on. Yeah. And no matter what you think of Mike Glover or not, you know, he's providing services for people to improve and, and help others in, uh, in our communities. And, uh, you know, the Veritas report was very damning of how, how certain organizations inside our government and their agencies have, have begun to, to truly, uh, truly threat-tag and label people. It's out of control. Things are way out of control. I think another crossing the Rubicon moment was the raid on Trump's home because looking at the Spanish Civil War analogy, that raid was straight up Spanish socialist stuff that then angered the right and created a backlash. I mean, it is it is straight out of the history books as far as a playbook goes. What do you think the, yeah. uh, the effect of that raid has had when it comes to the what appears to be greater divide in this country? Well, you, you're you're finding a hardening of, of tribe tribal. You know, this when they made that raid on Mar-a-Lago in, in the audacious way that they did, um, they could have handled it a different way. They could have handled a number of different ways, but it was a spectacle. It was on purpose um, for, I believe, political motivation. And and I, I truly, I, I truly think what it's really done is made people not second guess their position which I think is tremendously dangerous to not continuously evaluate your position. Now that, that phase line that's crossed, if you're on the right side of things and you're a Trump supporter, it's pretty much, it's pretty much a cast in the die moment where you say there's, there's no, there's no consideration for anything else that's going on. These people look at me as an enemy. Well, and, and not even and just, they're, they're sending that, that out. Well, and not even just a Trump supporter to go to the Mike Glover example. Yeah. Not. He's not a Trump. Supporter. He's not a Trump supporter at all. But if you're not in their camp, 100 percent sign the document. Yes. You know, you sign off on their whole platform of beliefs unless you're in that camp. Anybody else is now a semi-fascist. Exactly. And what would you say to that? I think you're accurate um, in, in your assessment. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, I, we continue to see this kind of thing go on. Um, the pseudo-speciation that's going on, mm -hmm. uh, the negative impacts it's going to have culturally. I mean, you know, and, and, and I, I, I feel for Mike on this level, you know, he, he is building his life and building his business, and there's many people attached to that. When you get those MVE and DVE threat tags, you know, that impacts your ability to work with certain organizations. That impacts your ability to, to conduct business, support those families' lives, and support building positive skill sets in, in the larger American community. Um, I, I just, uh, I, I think we're at a real, a real, it's not a simmering point anymore. They've turned the heat up under, under the burner on the plate. And uh, it, it's not a good thing. One of the reactions, oh, sorry. One of the reactions I had to the FBI raid, and, and we talked about this a lot on the KHNC show, which is the video feed of a radio show I do, KHNC in Colorado. Um, and 
my my main reaction to the FBI raid was the brazenness of it and the fact that the deep state no longer is trying to hide what they're doing. It's just in your face. It's just we're going to raid the pr- former president's home over documents that he clearly declassified. Sean, he declassified all these documents on social media, on his truth platform, his truth social yeah. platform. And he did it the correct way. He did it with all the executive orders and all that other stuff. But it's not as if the world didn't know that he had declassified these things. And then to raid his home and say he has classified documents is absolutely absurd. And and it's so absurd that the the political thinking in me always thinks, well, why are people that supposedly need to get reelected and want to get reelected, why would they do something as – obvious and bad and unpopular as this. By the way, the polling backs me up on the unpopularity of this raid. So why would they do this? And the obvious answer keeps coming up that they don't care about getting elected anymore with actual real voters voting for them. All they need is a couple county election supervisors in a couple key counties and they can get reelected. So they don't need to do popular stuff anymore. And this is really dangerous. Yeah, 100 percent. And, and, you know, I, I, you know, if we pull back a little bit more on the curtain, we're seeing a transition in our, in our country from a system of government that is representative to a ruling government. Mm. And, and that's what we see going on with moves like this. Uh, you know, myself, I, you know, I've not been the biggest Trump fan either. Um, you know, admittedly, um, you know, but, but the point is, is, He's become a central point, a focal point that folks uh, on the left um, just can't tolerate. They they just can't stand him. And the things that they're doing are betraying how the changes from representative government to ruling government are going on. And, and, and it's dangerous because in a ruling government, what happens is you find the guy that you don't like and then you assign the charges. He's guilty, period. Right. It's not guilty until proven innocent or innocent until proven guilty. He's guilty, period. Find the charges, the charging. And that's what's been going on. Um, they're going, you know, if they don't have something fabricated, they will find something to attach to somebody and have someone in, in, the, in the judicial system sign off on it and make it happen. And, oh. and that's that's what I see happening. Oh, ask anyone who's still incarcerated from January 6th right now. Yeah, without a trial. Without due without process. Bail. There's no due process. So that example, you know, that this is not just a, this didn't just start at Mar-a-Lago. This has been going on since the beginning of the current administration. Boy, we're going to not let, we're not going to keep discussing because we have to take a break, which yeah. is always painful. But just know we are going to continue We're going to come back with more Sean. But first, Shelby has some messages. Absolutely. Uh, we want to give a quick quick shout out to our awesome sponsors you can find all of them at our friends and affiliates tab on our website which is prepping2-0.com you can find their u.s law shield could be really handy soon katie armor backwoods home magazine my kind cbd hey it's football in our household we're we're using that stuff like crazy numana foods and minutemen coffee folks We're going to start digging into the Patreon questions after the break. Don't go away. More Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Love America and a great cup of coffee? At Minutemen Coffee, we're passionate about our freedom, liberty, and exceptional coffee. Minutemen Coffee is a nationally recognized specialty coffee roaster, offering small batch roasted coffee for the people. Our heritage line is something for everyone, featuring dark, medium, and light roasts that are bold but not bitter and offered in whole bean, drip, and K-pods. Our liberal tears decaf also packs bold flavor for those who want delicious, satisfying coffee any time of the day. Plus, a portion of Minutemen Coffee sales goes to first responders and veteran-focused charities. And check out our coffee club for free shipping. 
15% off, and the freedom to choose your roast grind quantity and how often you want it delivered. Shop online at MinutemenCoffee.com and use promo code FREEDOM at checkout for 15% off your first order and have the freshest, most delicious coffee in the country delivered right to your door. Go to MinutemenCoffee.com. That's MinutemenCoffee.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Thanks for rejoining us. We're learning a lot of interesting things from Sean Swanson. As usual, this segment will end just as we're getting really meaty and things get going. But Patreon supporters, you'll get to hear the whole after show and what we call the after show. Funny. Hence, aptly named. Yeah, that's why we call it that. But first, Glenn would like to tell you about how listeners can take advantage of something really cool. Yeah, a lot of you listeners because we get the stats are taking advantage of the EMP shield coupon code and the EMP shield product, as you know, but we have so many new listeners, every show we need to explain is a device that for real protects whatever it's wired into from an EMP shield, uh, an EMP pulse or a coronal mass ejection pulse. I wanted to bring up the fact that so many listeners are taking advantage of this coupon code because their strength in numbers. And, you know, one person being crazy is one thing, but several hundred of you um, taking part in this tells me something so thank you guys for taking advantage of it. it's a $50 discount on a device that costs about 300 bucks and so it's a pretty significant savings I also wanted to let folks know about the archive episode of the week we are going back and mentioning old uh, prepping 2.0 episodes that have withstood the test of time these are ones in this case from 2018 that are just as true and relevant today. And a lot of you have started listening, you know, recently. And so you may not have gone back and you can of course get all the old episodes at uh, prepping2-0.com. 
episode three, which was recorded on November 19th, 2018, and the title says it all, men and women taking advantage of each other in the collapse. To my knowledge, it's the only prepping episode or podcast or article that has ever looked at both men and women the possibilities of them taking advantage of each other in a collapse. And of course we know about men taking advantage of women, the whole, I have a bunch of MREs, so I got a bunch of girlfriends, idiocy that it is. And then women taking advantage of men, kind of a sugar daddy situation when, when things are, you know, scarce. And that's just scratching the surface. There's all kinds of extra layers to how these, these two groups possibly taking advantage of each other, how it could happen and some of the bad things that could come from it. So when we talk about 2.0 in prepping 2.0, we aren't kidding when we talk about the next level of prepping. No YouTube video about what to put in your bug out bag is gonna start telling you about all the complications that arise if you think you're gonna get a bunch of girlfriends because you got a bunch of MREs. There's a whole list of bad ramifications of that. And they're not just moral. They're entirely physical threats that could come to you. Nobody talks about that next level like we do. It's why we do it. We're very proud of it. Well, on a lighter note, (laughs) so let's get started. We're going to start off for reals this time. The first question comes from Ray Jensen, is a question for Sean Swanson. And he asks, do you believe the social media posts made by patriots will be used against us later by the authorities? And puts that in quotation marks. I see a lot of people posting pics about their guns and other such preps, and they just seem seem like they're putting a bullseye on their back. What do you think, Sean? Uh, Ray, you're 100% correct. So anything that's in social media is part of social media operations and information operations that will be tagged or, or, or sent on to, to the larger body. Of the people. So yep. there's absolutely anything that you post is information in, in, in the, uh, the the technosphere that is the, the, the can and will be used against you. And it's not just used against you in the future, although I 100% agree, and you're not going to find any posts from me or Shelby with pictures of guns or preps for this obvious reason. Not only is it going to be used in the future, it's being used in the present. The proposal by the state of New York to now begrudgingly allow concealed carry permits because the United States Supreme Court told them that they have to. They are now saying that uh, part of your application to get a concealed carry permit is all of your social media usernames and passwords and that your neighbors, they will notify your neighbors and your neighbors can um, comment on whether you should be getting a concealed carry permit based on your social media posts. So it's not going to happen. It is happening. Oh, my gosh. So next question. Do you want to take that one, Glenn? Or do I you certainly to? will. This is from Moose. He says, hi, Sean, you've been overseas to several countries in the process of collapse or post-collapse. Are there any concerning parallels you observed in the continental U.S.? Personally, while we don't have the acute high visibility events like we did in 2020, we broadly see a decline of consideration for others and property as well as the fraying of social bonds. Infrastructure looks second world at best. Trust in government is lower than I've ever seen, especially after the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. Where is this going and what are you personally doing to prepare for it? How have things changed since you last came on Prepping 2.0? You've already covered that last part, but cover the other parts of the question. It's a great question, mm-hmm. as all our Patreon questions are. Yeah, th- thanks, Moose. I mean, you, you're, 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 <clears throat> the answers are already in what you've written. But I, I have to tell you, and this is what I love about your audience, guys, is, is you, you want a better future, look to preppers. You want a better idea of how to frame life and move forwards during hard times, go to your audience. They, they get it. They understand what's going on. It makes my, my job easy as a guest to, to, to reiterate that. You know, what, I wanna, what I really want to, to say is do not despair. Absolutely do not despair of what's going on. Double down on what you're doing. Have, the answers are already in front of you. Uh, you know, I, I like to say that there's always a zero-meter solution, and, and, and preppers are that zero-meter solution. What you're doing now and what you're doing as a lifestyle is what everyone needs to take on board. 
because there is going to be more disruptions. There is going to be more crime and violence. There is going to be more deterioration of the infrastructure. And I can lend that back to, to cartelification. You know, when you've got, you know, look, I, I am now calling the United States North Mexico only because South Canada isn't as appealing. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying that, you know, that, that we've, we've got to look to seeing what's happening in, in cultures that are close to us and how the societies are, are dealing or not dealing with it. And if you're in Mexico City and you're close to AMLO's government, you've got first world proportional, you know, lifestyle. If you're 70 to 100 miles outside the city, you start to see those deteriorations in the cartelification of things playing a larger and larger role in your life. So you almost have neo-feudal pockets of technology in the first world, and then outside of those pockets, you have the hinterlands, which are more non-governed spaces. And I think that that model is going to continue to creep from the south to the north, and we're going to see more and more of that process where AMLO in, 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 the, in, this, in Mexico says that he's doing all he can, and quite frankly, for his immediate community, he is. Um, but really, the folks that are out in the rural and sub-rural areas are, uh, are experiencing uh, cartel violence and, and suffering that, uh, that honestly isn't being reported because in Mexico, one of the big things that goes on is news reporters are assassinated all the time. Why would you choose that as a profession in yeah. Mexico? I don't understand. I'm yeah. going to do an expose on which government officials are taking cartel money. Oh, that was a bad idea. Gosh. Yeah. But I mean, it's not their fault that they're getting murdered, but it is a, it's a legitimate question. Why in the world would you do it? Which just leads to the conclusion that in a failed state like Mexico, a cartelified country, that normal stuff, normal good stuff, like a free press, simply doesn't work. Because right. if you try it, you end up dead. So, 100%. So, yeah. So, we're going to go to the next question. Yeah. Steve Bragg asks, you've discussed the cartelification of America. Bueno use of the word cartelification yes. in the sentence. Mm -hmm. are, the t are the tentacles of the deep state, such as the FBI unit that raided Biden's political opponent, just another gang or cartel question mark and what can the everyday prepper do to protect themselves and their family from the depredations of such gangs great question great and yeah fantastic question uh mr bragg let, let me say this you 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 i would like to say in your in your mental mental space your mental framework start looking at the world as a conflict ecosystem with macros and micros um 100% what's gone on with that raid is part of one part of the conflict ecosystem working against the other. And we'll see that in, in micro and macro again and again and again as we continue to vault forwards into uncertain times. Wow. wow. No one can break it down cartelification-wise like Sean Swanson, which is why we have him as a guest, which is why we saved him up for the 200th episode, because we knew it'd be good. Next question is from John Smith. He says, without violating OPSEC, which is operational security, can you share what contracts you worked? Meaning when Sean was a private military contractor, he says, John says, we may have crossed paths. He contracted outside the continental US from 2004 to 2020. I know what your answer is gonna be, Sean, but go ahead and give it anyway. Yeah, John, I mean, if you wanna direct message me, I can talk a little bit more freely um, on the back burner. I'm more than happy to do that. But up front, you know, even though I'm fair, you know, fairly overt about what I have done and where, um, there are people in my life and, and, and colleagues that would frown hard on, on me sharing in the open uh, uh, specifically about that. And we'll be sharing that at the end of the show too for our listeners and for Sean, where you can reach Sean. So don't, yeah, do, yeah that's great. Well, and we can just cut right into it. And that would be battlelab.us, which is. Um, Sean's company. Why don't you talk, and this isn't a Patreon question, but while we have you still in the ending parts of the regular show, why don't you tell right. folks about Battle Lab, what it is, and also tell folks about the book you wrote, because this is some good stuff. People need to hear about this. 
so yeah, Battle Lab, um, www.battlelab.us. Um, go visit the site, take a look at it. Um, I, you know, it's been it's been a, a work of love and in progress. But what Battle Lab is is a place where we can all go to start to examine human behavior and the terrain that we're all involved in. Um, a, a place where we can we can shoot ideas back and forth and share at large. Not unlike the community that you guys have here on, on Prepping 2.0, um, and, and and be able to to discuss discuss particulars about human behavior, conflict, criminality, violence, and in good solid frameworks of how to manage those things in a crisis environment. And that's what Battle Lab's about. You know, I wrote I wrote a book called To My Son, Book One. Um, I I. Uh, I, this has been very hard for me, and I want to uh, breathe it out here a little bit. I, you know, I, I have book two. Um, it's basically 95% finished. It's about formatting right now. And I stepped away from it because I felt an urgency to, to start penning and focusing my energy on what I call hip pocket tree. Uh, now I have a series that's going to be coming out and, there's a, there's a small uh, there's a small uh, teaser of that called the, the hip pocket free primer, um, where where I really want I really want to support our community by sharing lessons that people can get together and start to train together and work together and become a little bit more organized about what they do around training, and each one of these pages in in the in the primer and in these hip pocket training series volumes one through three are going to have lesson upon lesson that people can share and grow their knowledge and transfer knowledge on and, and help our community grow and be more savvy. I, I, I've never felt more of an urgency about things, but now, and, and I, I really took, took a step away from writing book two to, to get these things published. And uh, we're right on the precipice of getting all that out. Um, and, and I hope that the free primer re really enervates people to get together and start working on themselves and in small communities and, and uh, bettering themselves. You really need to double down on it. Yeah, and I've seen the cards and the, the ones specifically that you're giving out to folks. Again, the link is in the show notes. And this is really good stuff. This is boiled down, very easy to understand. And the, and the format of the cards, they're, they're very easy to, as you mentioned, hip pocket to keep with you and to refer to. It's not some lengthy treatise or it's not some comic book version. It's the perfect in-between as far as ease of use and, and good information. And uh, I really encourage people to get these things. Also, Sean has, um, he, he does content on battlelab.us and he also has a Patreon page. And if you support us as Patreons at Prepping 2.0, you should very strongly consider supporting Sean as a Patreon supporter of his. You know, this is his full-time job. This is what he does. And he gives away all his knowledge. He spent a number of years, I won't say how much because I know OPSEC is an issue, but trust me, he has spent a very long time fighting in messed up, collapsed places. And if anybody has information you need, it's this guy. So I highly recommend it. And as I mentioned, I read the manuscript, highly recommend his book series. Book one is out. Um, you're going to get some really lessons. It's a really fresh format to tell folks about the, uh, the perspective and the voice, which is really unusual for prepper uh, fiction. You know, I, 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 you know, just, just circling back to the hip pocket training series, um, I, I had to make a decision. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put the same as that copy of volume one, which is 50 lessons, um, hip pocket training lessons on my Patreon page, um, for my Patreon uh, folks there too. And, and, you know, each one of these things is a big lesson that you can sit down and, and work with within inside an hour and come away with something for. And we, we need to be doing that. We need to be we need to be doubling down on our training and our perspective and our, our, our capabilities. Look, uh, you know, I, I, I don't mean to take this in a carry away, but there's three things that we need to be doing, guys, and that's being more capable, 
defiant and pioneering. And let me explain this a little bit. Capability isn't just the application of force. It's the ability to observe your environment, to socially engineer what you need out of your environment and sustain during hard times. Defiance is don't take things at prima facie face value. Dig into it. Look for the truth. Be defiant about what you're given and double down on searching for the answers. And pioneering is what, that's all about your show. I, I mean, pioneering is about making sure that you're getting out there and learning and doing and being. And, and we, need to be, we need to be really safeguarding ourselves now and, and growing the sustainment in mind and uh, decoupling from things that we normally rely on and becoming more self-reliant. And I, I hope that I hope that I'm speaking to you guys. It's time to really take stock in what you're doing and do more. Great, awesome. So, who we're yeah. going to go on to the next question. The so next can... question is a big one too, and uh, I'll go ahead and do it if you don't mind, Shelby. Um, and this might be, end up being our last question of the regular show, and then we have several more great Patreon questions in the after show. And uh, this is one of the few things where I can keep up in the conversation with Sean, given that he's got a bunch of real world experience and I have a bunch of YouTube experience. So I feel like we're evenly matched. I feel like we're, you know, colleagues. Um, simple question for you. It says Blocker 513 uh, for a general battle rifle, AK or AR. So Miyamoto Musashi said it best way back in the day, um, have no predilection or favor any particular weapon. You use what you use. You find that there is no golden connex in a, in a, in a battlefield situation. You're issued something or you pick it up off the battlefield. And use it. So, you know, general battle rifle, AKM4, FAL, you know, PK, any, any of those work. Just master the weapon system that you're using, know its capabilities and, and, and limitations, and the logic of the weapon. That's what you need to be focused on. So the answer you're giving is none of the above, which makes a ton of sense to me. I will say this. You and I have had many conversations offline about the phenomenon, the Instagram phenomenon, where you've got a lot of guys. I only see guys doing this. So there you go. It's only guys. They will put their tricked out you know, $2,000 Glock with the Zev trigger and all this other cool stuff on Instagram and they will Cerakote it some cool color. And, and that's one variation of the Instagram plague, as I call it. Because when you're tricking out your Glock and you're spending 2,000 bucks on a Glock, hey, spend 500 bucks on a Glock, 500 bucks on ammunition, 500 bucks on training, and the other 500 bucks, spend on food be well-rounded, be realistic. But the other plague of Instagram, besides the tricked out stuff, are guys that will um, have a timer going and they'll shave off a hundredth of a second of their mag change. And they're spending so much time on shaving off a hundredth of a second of a mag change, their, their head isn't in the space of actually fighting and figuring out how to fight. Because, and I've never been in combat, but um, Sean has told me that combat is entirely a mental game. And that's why he's saying none of the above on a particular weapon format. Just know how to use it. I mean, AKs and M4s are pretty similar in a lot of ways. They get a particular job done. But it'd be like a Ford Chevy. Well, what really matters is how you can drive instead of which kind of vehicle you have what do you give folks a, a taste of some of our um ripping on the instagram warriors well i'm going to offer something up um <clears throat> i train twice a week in bayonet training and i've been doing that for the last oh, eight years i'd say twice a week i take time to step away from hot weapons and work with cold weapons and there's a big reason for it because hot weapons don't teach you about targeting timing and distance and the relationships of those things the way cold weapons will. And targeted timing and distance are massive factors 
the principles to work with on small unit tactics and in individual combat. So if you really are interested in mastering hot weapons, you better be working with cold weapons. Wow. Awesome. This is why this is why I love talking to the guy, because, I mean, there's all this insight. So there is a follow up question to that, um, just because I want to give her you know, a little spotlight. Julia Brown asks as a follow-up to that or AR for us noobs. Honestly, I'm going to say this. Yes. I think that, I think that's what you're hearing from Sean is yes. Find the one that you like, train in it and get good at it. And many of our previous guests who are experts in firearms have said the same thing. So Michael Bain said the same thing. He said a a variation of the oft quoted observation of beware of the man who has just one gun because he probably knows how to use it, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're guys, well-trained guys who can do more with a lever action rifle or carbine than, than you know, guys with the tricked out stuff. And I think what Julia meant was instead of M4, she's saying AR for us noobs, meaning that an M4 is an AR. I think that's what she means. But the other point right, is well but taken. We don't, yeah, but we don't, we're not, unfortunately, that's, we don't know that, but yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, get, gonna, get it, go ahead. I'm going to interject here because I, I really want I really want to bring this home. Uh, amateurs focus on what kind of weapon. Exactly. Professionals realize that you have to pick up whatever weapon is exigent in your situation and use targeting, timing, and distance to your best effect. So it does not matter what weapon. It matters the principles and the intent that you're applying those weapons with. And there's a logic to each weapon. You need to be mastering everything that you can. And you have to be mastering strategy right alongside it. Well said. That is a great point to end the regular show on. Sean, let folks know all the ways to get a hold of you. Uh, www.battlelab.us or my Patreon site. Um, You can uh, look in the show notes, I think, here uh, they were graciously enough to, to put them in the show notes here. Um, also on Amazon, you can look for my To My Son uh, book one, if you're interested. That set up is vignettes that you can actually uh, learn lessons from as well, just in story. Sometimes seeing some fiction like that uh, brings different lessons home in a different way. No, that's certainly true. And that's one of the things that I candidly and immodestly think Shelby and I did well in our books was to use stories, um, human development, character development, when, when situations change, painting a picture of the background scene, which is the same as saying, here's what I predict conditions will be like in the future and using stories to tell lessons and not just provide information, but to also motivate people, let people know this is doable that they have the the skills they need if they develop those skills and they have the strength, the mental strength and the character to do what needs to be done. And now Shelby's going to take us out of the regular show. From our favorite uh, founding father, Benjamin Franklin. Folks, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.